thanks to the City of Brimbank across our neighbourhood and the world, Soul Dive with AD, Rashani and Lydia on Brimbank Live on Live FM. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Soul Dive with Rashani, Lydia and AD. I'm your host, Rashani, and we're missing AD this morning, but we have Lydia here with us. Lydia, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Hey, everyone. How are you guys? Hope you're having a good week. We are super, super excited for um, our show today. Um, So on today's show, we'll be talking about overcoming fears, building self-esteem and engaging in self-improvement. And to guide us with this conversation, um, we have Kintinda Ndola, who is an author, a public speaker, um, is a body positivity advocate and empowerment queen. Katinda, how are you? I'm doing fabulous. Better than good. Blessed, I should be saying. Yeah, thank you for having me here. Thank you for being Um, here. We are so lucky to have you. Yeah, I love when people, I love when people use the word blessed to describe how they're feeling. It's just the gratitude. Yes, yes. It's it's always about gratitude. I think that's why we can afford a smile because when you're grateful for just being here, like I'm grateful to just being here with you guys. We're here, present moment. We're here now. So Mm. this is a very good moment to be grateful because we're alive. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, I'm already feeling energized. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We've got, yeah, a huge show and and Contindo will be delving into all her wisdom and and giving us um, some great strategies and some great ways of kind of being and and continuing on with with things and bettering ourselves. So I'm so, so excited, super pumped. Um, I want to start off with... um, Kintinda, telling um, the audience a little bit about the work that you do. So can you kind of tell us um, where your story started um, and how you kind of got to this empowerment space? Wow, where did my story start? So basically, Mm. I'm going to just go fast forward 30 years ago, or nearly 35 years ago. And that tells how old I am by saying that. So I got bullied as a kid when I was 10 years old. Mm. And this is back in Africa, right? I'm from Kenya. And I used to hate my hair getting done by my mother. So mm. my mother cut, the, cut my hair because she just couldn't handle it and I couldn't handle it. So at 10 years old, grade five, I looked like a boy. I had short hair, had long skinny legs and the kids used to call me daddy long legs. And, you know, they used to just tease me, they used to say I'm ugly and all this kind of stuff. And obviously as a kid, 10 years old, I started, you know, pretending to be sick so I didn't have to go to school you know I didn't know how Mm. to articulate that I was getting bullied Mm, and then it got so bad to the point that my parents had to change schools because Mm. I guess it just the the truth came out at some point and fast forward you know years gone by I went to high school and I started realizing I could fake being confident which is interesting because I don't know how I got that skill and when I was in high school, I was a captain for table tennis. I used to do all these amazing things. And I look back, I don't even know how that happened. Mm-hmm. And then when I finished high school, I decided I'm going to be a model. Because I thought, well, if I'm going to try to be a model, that might build my self-esteem, my confidence, and all that kind of stuff. But that was tough because I judged myself really harshly. And I didn't think I was enough. I didn't think I was pretty enough. I didn't think... Mm-hmm. I was anything, you know, so when I saw the other girls looking so pretty and amazing, I still used to hate what I looked like. Like I looked in the mirror and I just hated that person in the mirror. So moving forward, came to Australia, went to uni, you know, just 
you know, faking confidence and just faking it until you make it, I suppose. And mm -hmm. then um, about, I would say about five, six years ago, after I was running a business, I had a hair salon, I had a bar, I had a restaurant, you know, I was dealing with people all the time. So I was very confident. Mm -hmm. That's what people saw. But I knew I was putting it on. It was not real. So... Mm -hmm. In that moment, what happened to me because of the experiences with other people's stories. So I kept hearing girls complaining about how they don't like their bodies, you know, their relationships are not great because of just all these things girls complain about. So mm. I got into this situation where my relationship was, most of my relationships sucked anyway, because of if you don't have self-esteem, if you don't know who you are and you don't love yourself, you attract yeah. people that just mirror you, which means you're not going to go very far. Everything's always going to be struggle. And uh, the relationship I was in at the time just broke apart. I had my businesses. I just stopped everything. I thought, you know what? It's time to just stop and pause. Mm -hmm. And when mm -hmm. I did that, I got inspired to write a book because I thought this, all these women who are like me, who've, got, mm -hmm. who've gone through, you know, they got bullied at school. They have low self-esteem. They've got relationships that don't work. You know, I was thinking something has to give. I mean, what's the solution to this? So when I was writing my book, that was my main thing, figuring out the confidence and self-esteem. How do I heal myself? And for me to heal, it was a journey. So it was not like an overnight story. So I did a lot of different things. I went to workshops, I, you know, to become a coach, to become more confident, to really learn who I was. But then I found some really amazing teachers on the way who helped me with my self-esteem issues. You know, they got me to understand myself, like who am I? Why am I here? Mm. Why do I hate myself so much? I mean, on the outside, people think, whoa, you look amazing. What's wrong? Yeah, but it's deep. So that was my journey. And that's why we're here today. Mm, yeah. And I love that um, you describe it as a journey because it is, um, it is something that doesn't kind of happen overnight, um, that, that turning point or that change. Um, can you kind of tell us about that? you know, that turning point and that aha moment that you had, um, particularly in relation to um, something that you talk about, which is your spiritual legacy. Wow, the aha moment. That one was, a, it's actually in my book as well. I put that in the beginning of the book about that aha moment, because that, before I say what it is, it was interesting that I had all these people around me, you know, family, friends, people who are older, people with wisdom, and you would think, somebody would pick that up and go, oh, mm. this is why you're like this because of that. But nobody does because I don't know whether people don't pay attention or maybe they mm. have the same problem as well. So my thing was when I went into myself and tried to go through my personal development journey, getting to know who I was, what I liked, what I didn't like, what is the accumulated neglect that I had on myself that made me feel what I did feel, and what, mm -hmm. what was I acting up as? You know, the thing is, we act in funny ways when we're like this. We start doing mm -hmm. very negative stuff, which yeah. is a lot of people. It's human nature. Um, and when you don't know what's hurting you or what's eating you, it eats you more. So, yeah. so what I found out is in the process of my research, getting involved with different mentors, different teachers. So this was not a thing where I just got one teacher and I thought this is it. Mm -hmm. I was talking to different mentors, different teachers, just to see who might come up with, this is what's wrong with you, which nobody does. Mm. Nobody comes yeah. and says, hey, this is what's going on. This is not what you do. But in mm. the process of all that, I had to find the answer myself because that's one thing I discovered that we all have the answer. We know what the answer is, but we, we're afraid of it. We're afraid yeah. to confront it because when you look in the mirror and you go, I know the answer. I'm like, oh my gosh, no, I don't want to do that. Mm. 
So my thing was when I discovered the answer was so simple and the answer mm. was basically, I am enough. Mm. I didn't know that. I didn't know I have everything that I need to be happy. I didn't know that it all comes from mm. within. I thought to be happy, to be enough, you had to go out there and find it. And this is what most people go wrong. Everybody thinks I'm trying to get mm. a relationship to make me happy. I'm trying yeah. to get a job to make me happy. Oh, when I lose weight, I'm going to get happy. When I get married, I'm going to be happy. It doesn't mm. work. It's going to be yeah. from within. You have to make that decision. I want to be happy. I want to know who I am. And it has to come from inward. So when I found that I was enough, actually, I cried because mm. I thought, I'm enough. Why didn't anyone tell me that? It yeah. sounds so simple. Why didn't anyone just go, you are, you've got everything. You can make your own, you know, you can be whoever you want to be and become whoever you want to be. But so that was a thing. So when I got into that, I thought, a load off my shoulders. I was like, yes, this is good. Mm. Now I'm unstoppable now. And now going to the spiritual legacy again, what do I say? Spiritual legacy is not what you leave to for people when you die. It's not your money. It's not your house. It's not your clothes. Mm. Spiritual legacy is what you leave inside people. And Maya mm. Angelou has this amazing saying where she said, I've learned that people will always forget what you say to them. People will forget what you did for them, but people mm -hmm. will never forget how you made them feel. Absolutely. So that's what spiritual legacy is. And I believe with people, they should realize everywhere you go, like we are talking here today, this is our legacy. We are talking, empowering other people, inspiring other people. This is our legacy. Whatever we do here today is a legacy. Somebody is going to watch this, listen to this and go, oh my gosh, that's me. So I talk about legacy being something everywhere you go. So if you go to a college, you go to school, you go to work, any moment, anywhere you're at, you're always touching lives. You're always leaving an impression and you're leaving your legacy. So make it good. Make it mm, good. Absolutely. That's so beautifully um, said. And I think that it's really important when you touch on um, you know, we sometimes as humans get caught up in those external things, whether it's, you know, getting that job to make us happy or being in that relationship mm -hmm. to make us happy or thinking about things that we are going to leave behind, thinking about the money that we're going to leave behind and the houses that we're going to leave behind for the people that we love. But it's, it is about like, what are we doing to, you know, make other people's lives better? What legacy are we leaving? Um, and how are we making people feel in the time that we have here on earth? And I think that that is just so, so important and it reigns so true. Mm, very powerful. And like you said, you, um, there was nothing more that you had to really do externally because like you said, you had already had all the businesses, you had the friends, mm. you had the family, you had the community. So ultimately, yeah, it did that, that last thing, the biggest thing did lie within yourself. So I can only imagine how powerful of a moment and life, like life changing of a moment that would have been. Um, it's a breakthrough. And it's interesting. Yeah, a breakthrough. It's interesting how you said, how, how didn't anyone else notice it? And I, I started to think about, because when you fake it to make it, like you can really fake it to make it, you know what I mean? So people, yeah. So people struggle to pick up on things um, based off the mask that we put on. Mm. Um, and also you did kind of touch on the fact that we're all, a lot of people are, are struggling with similar similar challenges. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, really yeah. And I think that, um, yeah, kind of reiterating that point that you both made about, um, you, you know, people are kind of, 
their own main characters in their lives. And so they can really get swept up and kind of not pay attention mm. to maybe the signs there in other people, um, even people that are quite close to them. And so I think that, you know, everyone is kind of going through their own struggle of, of trying to mask it and trying to um, show up and, um, you know, power through. And I think that it is really important that we, we can all kind of look within ourselves to find yeah. that, that we are enough. Absolutely. Um, if you are listening, you're listening to Soul Dive with Rashani, Lydia and AD. It is just myself and Lydia here today. And we are joined by Katinda Indola, who is speaking to us about empowerment and self-improvement. Um, so I want to kind of ask, um, in relation to to this way of thinking um, and to this mind frame, um, why is I guess it's so important for us to be thinking this way um, about our lives, and how does this kind of help us create better lives for ourselves? So you're talking about personal development. Mm, yeah. Whoa. The thing is, I think <laughs> personal development is a gift we give to others. Mm. And let me explain what that means. So when I say it's a gift to give to others, when we become a better human being, when we develop ourselves, when we grow on the positive side, when we do the right thing, people around us somehow adapt to that because they say you're like the five people you spend the most time with. So if everybody around you is negative, guess what? Mm. You're going to get stuck in that yep. negativity. Mm. So when wow. you start to develop yourself, and you find sometimes personal development is very interesting. Once you discover that you want to be a better person, you want to become a better human being, you want to grow and develop yourself, you find your clique of group of friends, family start to drop off. Because even <laughs> that, if you're not strong enough, they'll hold you back because they'll come up yeah. with things, excuses like, who do you think you are? What are you trying this new thing? What about if you fail? Mm. So they give you all this negative stuff. Mm. And if you're not strong enough, guess what? You won't make a move. Yeah. But the minute you start making a move, those who see it and see the beauty of it, they will mm. see you transform. And somehow, by association, they start to conform to that a bit. Because mm. if you're a nice person and you are always crazy, people go, what happened to you? And then suddenly they also conform to it because you're always kind, you're always nice, you're always patient. You're always the one that's mm. going, hey, let me help you. Let me support you. What's going on? I'm mm. not judging you. But before, maybe you're the type anything happened, you're gossipy type, you judge people, you're constantly mm. on the negative. The minute mm. you switch that switch to, from negative to positive, the world just opens up for you. It's just like the universe, a cosmic law. It just mm. says, hey, come on, my child, you're doing the right thing. Let me help you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. So. Absolutely. I love that because it, it just, it, yeah, it also, it um, definitely emphasizes the power that we have um, to, to change the world around us for the better. Um, I know personally in my experiences, I've been encouraged to, um, to, I guess, engage in better habits just by what I've seen around me. I've felt challenged to um, push myself further by what I've had around me and the opposite. I've also been in the situation where um, my friendships have, I've lost friends just by wanting to take a step up and challenge myself. Mm. So, um, yeah, the, the quote does say like, you are what you hang around and it's just yes. as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. There's one, I think the famous one was you're like the five people you spend the most time with. So mm. if five people, like let's talk when we're talking about business, for example, say if your five friends are millionaires, you're going to be the sixth, but if they're mm. not, you're going to be the next loser in the same, in the category, whatever that is, whatever, their habits or 
daily mm. activities are. So it's it's very powerful. You choose who you hang around. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just a family. I'm I'm sorry, but you know we talk about <laughs> friends and people on the outside. But you know the yeah. worst enemies are our own families because sometimes our families have the fear that you might advance, you might be good. Instead of them feeling like you, we are your support, they start breaking you down. Like nobody in our family has ever done that. Like mm. when I was writing my book, my family wasn't so skeptical, but a lot of people around me was like, we don't know anyone who's ever written a book. And what are you going to write a book about anyway? You know, right. you get all this negative yeah. stuff. And then the minute for me, I'm one of those people, I'm very strong. My, I, I'm not a product of other people's mm. conclusion, yeah. which is something I'm going to talk about as we go along. Yeah. Most yeah. people are a product of other people's conclusion. Mm. Most people don't, nobody's, even, even me, I, to some point, I do some things like that, but not always. Everybody yeah. has something. And a lot of them to be family. You know, conditioning. You just do things because everybody else does it. But you've never stopped and said, why am I doing this? Why did they mm. do this? Where did I learn this from? And how does it serve me? Yeah. yeah it's, it's just one of those things. And if you don't pay attention, that's what you roll the whole of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Being definitely being <laughs> defined true. by the people that you are around. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. people fall into the trap of that. Um, and, and as you said, it, it's not just um, friends. Sometimes it, it is family and you are family, really, yeah. yeah, you are the company that you keep. And so I think that it's really important to have those people close by that are really pushing you. And, and, and also, you know, what, what would you say, I guess, if your family or friends um, are out there and kind of giving you that, that negativity would you say to kind of block those things out um or would you kind of advise that you know just keep powering through you know i say two things every time i meet anybody it doesn't matter even my own mother they know i'm very strong i Mm. always say even my child or my friend my sister whoever you are if you cross the line and i cannot support and help you to be a better human being i'm gonna have to let you go because it's nothing you can't force change on people you can only change yourself yeah. so my thing is when i see people my family or anybody my question is you're either coming from a place of love with whatever yeah. it is you're saying to me or it's a cry for help mm. so which one is it it's either one of the two fear or love yeah and yeah. if we identify that and i find when i confront people with those two things they think because if you're negative you're not coming from a place of love that's for sure And you're being questioned, how comes you're feeling like you're coming from a place of fear, a place of, you know, it's a cry for help. What is it that we need to do for you to help you, to support you? Because you're obviously in a negative bubble and you're Mm. coming from a place of fear and a place where you're crying for help. Mm. So this is how I look at it for me. Yeah, absolutely. Do you remain um, in relationship, close relationship with family to the extent that they don't bring you down like if you have someone that doesn't necessarily believe in you but they still not not believe in you sorry but they don't believe in your vision just because maybe they don't have the range or the perspective to even <clears throat> to perceive that that's something that can be done but yet they they love you I guess have you do you have that or is it just like if you can't see my vision I just can't be around you like okay. where's your line so let me just what I what I say for myself I'm gonna give you my examples with what I do so mm-hmm. when I find I've got a family member who's like that or people you don't want to lose, even friends, you don't want to lose them because you can see they're not on the same page with you. I don't mm-hmm. talk about my dreams. I don't talk about my vision. I don't talk about anything to them. So <laughs> you, know what? you have to remember this. It's like friendships. You know, we've got different type of relationship with everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's almost mm-hmm. like when I'm with you, 
if you're on the same page with me, I'll talk about my dreams. I'll talk about my visions. I'll go, well, this is what I'm doing. But if I'm with mm -hmm. you and you're a negative family member or friend, what do we have in common? Do we go for a walk together? Do we eat together? What is it we do? That's mm -hmm. all I'm going to talk about. So we'll mm -hmm. never, ever talk to you yeah. about anything yeah. that inspires me because I know you're not on that level. So, mm. so boundaries, just being yeah. to boundaries. You choose to do that because they don't know that. So it's mm. you decide, okay, yeah. I'm talking to her. This is all we can talk about. I'm talking yeah. to so-and-so. This is how we can roll. So you yeah. just segment everybody into mm. compartments. Yeah. Yeah, kind which means like... you don't have to cut people off completely, you know. Yeah. Um, you there, but when you get busy and you start really getting to know who you are, you don't mm. have much time with these people anyway, mm. even your family, because you're doing you. Yeah, well, that's true. Really that's good. very true. Anybody yeah. who's a little bit negative is out. According mm. to you, you know that. You don't tell them, but yeah. you don't have yeah. time. So every time yeah. they call you up, like you're like, I've got only two minutes. What do you want? That's it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We love that. <laughs> I love it. And I, I love think it so that, much. Yeah. And when you speak about that, I think that, you know, subconsciously, I think that when you're talking about you have different friends that you go to for different things and you speak about particular things with them, um, you know, that you may not speak about with other friends. And I think that that is something that we all kind of subconsciously do. And, and it probably is us protecting our dreams or protecting those things that we're like, you know, I don't feel comfortable talking about this with you because I feel this ne negative energy or this um, this type of feeling that's coming from you that, you know, maybe means that I'm not safe in kind of telling you my dreams or telling you these things but I'm going to talk to you mm. about the things that I do have in common with you and I think that that is probably something that is so powerful to kind of get through um, these relationships especially with family and friends um, if yeah. people listening out there kind of do feel that there are people in their lives that are dragging yeah. them down I just I absolutely love that the inverse of that though and this this also it happens is that people don't um, actually consciously or subconsciously um, make those separations um, and what happens is they have expectations of certain friends and then they become mm -hmm. disappointed do you know mm -hmm. what I mean so and I think we we get to the point that you're at Katinda by by going through it so I've I don't know if you all relate but once upon a time we go through an experience where you share your vision to the wrong person mm -hmm. and you just yeah. leave that situation feeling um, discouraged and so now you know you know what I mean? So I feel like mm. you have to kind of go through it sometimes because ideally we would be able to share it with everyone we love yeah. and, and feel encouraged and motivated by that. Um, yeah, but but somehow you would know, you know, like they do say, I mean, again, family, it's a bad thing because I'm going to use family. They say you never tell your dreams to small minded people. Mm. I'm sorry, it's your family, but not everybody's going to be happy that you're excelling in a way that they never did because mm. we're still human. Forget the family connection. We're still human. Yeah. So maybe because yeah. your mom was thinking, I tried to do that. And because I had, I got pregnant, I got married and I never did my dream. So suddenly I've got this kid who's doing her dream and mm -hmm. inside her, she's going, I want her to excel. But at the same time, she's thinking maybe she's got a bit of resentment about it. I don't know. It's just mm. very complex with family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think, like, yeah. I think it's best sometimes to just shut up and do what, <laughs> yeah. no, no, not seriously. Yeah. Because I find and this is something I've found even from reading a lot of books. They talk about cosmic laws. Mm -hmm. When you're on a good thing and you're trying to achieve something, well, when it's incubating, it's mm -hmm. best to get up until it's ready. It's, the, it's like a baby. You're yeah. Ready, yeah. You wait. And then when the baby's born, you go, voila, I got a yeah. baby now. Come and see it. Cause, yeah. Because no one can do anything at that point. They yeah. Got yeah. Ideas, it's very important because if you're not very strong mm -hmm. and somebody shoots you down, guess what? 
you won't continue yeah. with the idea because you'll start thinking failure. You'll start thinking, what if they're right? Mm. Nobody else has ever done it. What if they're right? Then you don't do your idea. And then somebody yeah. else does yeah. it. And you go, that was my idea. I never got to do anything because my mother said this or my brother said, no. Yeah. So I think silence, just keep quiet. Mm. You think once it's born, give it to the world. Y- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. you know, they say opinions are free, guys. Opinions are free. So just remember that. <laughs> Yes, and you don't take everything on we board. We dish out opinions all day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that that's really important because, you know, going back to what you were talking about by, you know, understanding that you have the tools and you have it within yourself to kind of um, to create this energy for yourself. And, um, you know, it, it's not defined by those external things and that may be the, that relationship or that job, but it's also the people around you as well and making sure that they kind of don't bring the energy down that you are setting for yourself. Um, and so I think that that's really, really important, um, you know, understanding that we have the tools to, to make sure that we are protecting our vision, we're protecting our passions and we're protect, protecting our dreams as well. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, um, you know, when we are kind of hitting a roadblock, um, whether that's, you know, a particular event or a particular crisis in our lives. Um, and we are kind of shaken by it um, and trying to kind of stand strong in it and trying to preserve our energy. Um, you know, a lot of people do fall into victimhood and, and, and thinking, um, you know, that, that it's all crumbling down and, um, you know, it, it can be quite tough for them. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, um, I guess, victimhood and why that doesn't really kind of help us in any sort of way to kind of power through these roadblocks? Okay, so first of all, being a victim, how do people become a victim? Is that because they tell themselves they're victims or does somebody say you're a victim? You know, it's, again, you're going to figure out where did you find that word? Is it because somebody said you're a victim? Is it because you feel you want to have a pity party and you want people to feel sorry for you? So I think really being a victim does not pay you, does not serve you in any way because then people will feel sorry for you. Maybe like you'll tell me your sad story and I'll go, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Then what? Mm. I walk away, you're still a victim. So nothing has changed for you. But what about instead of being, I always say like in my book, I say, don't be a victim of change, be a force of change. Mm -hmm. Because when you're a victim and you believe you're a victim, it takes a long time to get out of victimhood. And it again, it Mm -hmm. goes back to the people around you. If people around you are all the type that are all crying poor, crying victim, self-pity, then who's Mm -hmm. gonna lift who up? All of you are gonna be the same boat and you'll be there for five, 10 years, easy. But the time yeah. you wake up, if you're 20, you're 30, or you're tw- 30 or 40, and you're like, oh my gosh, how did I get here? What happened to my life? So I believe what it's, mm. there's nothing wrong with feeling sad. You know, life is life. You know, human beings, it doesn't matter who it is. We have things that happen to us. You know, we have deaths, we have, we lose jobs. You know, there's a lot of nasty stuff that comes our way. But again, I believe there's always lessons to learn in everything that happens to us. So the way I look at it is like, if something goes wrong or it's not what I wanted I try to look because I have that emotional maturity to know I start looking for what is there to be learned what do I need to learn from Mm. this lesson what is Mm. this teaching me and then how do I improve to ensure that next time this doesn't happen to me so what are the steps you know like talking about is one thing but what are the steps we can do number one you can take a piece of paper and write down what is my challenge right now what's happened to me what am I feeling? Maybe think about your emotions. What am I feeling right now? I'm angry. 
I'm pissed off. I want a revenge on somebody because they did this to me or they judged me harshly, whatever. Write that down. And once you write that down, start figuring out why do I feel like this? What exactly happened? Why, what is a trigger? And if you write these things, people think, you know, they listen. And the one thing I like to say to people, don't just listen and think, oh, it's just another podcast, another, you know, mm. do some, take, execute. Because once you execute, it works. You know, you write it down. And I'm not even saying write it on a computer. Use a pen and paper. Yeah. Mm. Write it. Get from your head to your hand. It's got some yeah. magic to that. And what you do is you write down what you're feeling why the triggers, what happened to you, and how can you improve for the future? You're already self-sorting yourself and you're already healing yourself. Rather mm -hmm. than sit there resenting, if it's someone who's maybe said something or did something, so you sit there resenting mm -hmm. them, hating on yourself, getting mad, getting angry, getting stressed, getting headaches, getting anxiety, then if you're not careful, it becomes depression. What mm -hmm. for? It's not worth yeah, it. Exactly. That's not worth it at all. So it's best to just, you know, when things happen to you, just take it like, okay, this is a lesson. What am I learning from it? What yeah. can I do yeah. to help myself and make sure it doesn't happen next time? And you just evolve and grow. Mm -hmm. And if you yeah. see other people doing stuff, which is stupid because we see that all the time, rather than being a judgmental type of person saying, oh, why did you do that? Hey, I can support you figure this out. Let's mm -hmm. work together. And this can be family, this can be friends. You don't have to always go, oh my gosh, there's this problem, what do we do now? Let's sit here and gossip and find, or eat or whatever, do something. Mm. No, yeah. how can we work together, support each other and find solutions to this problem? Because problems, and the only, I say a problem is a problem when you have no control over it and when a human being cannot fix it. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, anything we have that's going wrong, a human being can fix it. Mm. But if a human being cannot fix it, let it be, let it go. It's not mm. your problem anymore. Just surrender. Yeah, yeah mm. definitely. And I think that that resonates a lot, especially with, um, you know, what's going on right now. There's a lot of things that we can't control. Um, and so, you know, yeah. it, it's kind of that feeling of, of letting go. You know, if we can't control it, 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 it's not up to us to try to fix it and the things that we can fix you know really making sure that we um execute change with things that we can fix um but but letting go of the of the things that we can't can you speak a little bit um about that in relation to i guess covid um and, and kind of like going through the motions and, and letting go of the things that we we can't kind of fix or change so with covid at the moment i know a lot of people are sitting there blaming finding blame with everything you know blaming the government blaming whatever. What yeah. is blame going to do? I mean, we are lo in lockdown in Victoria, right? So we can sit at home, complain all day long. What mm -hmm. does it do to you? What does it do to your health? I think the best thing to do is accept the situation. There is a reason why this is happening. And there's always a reason for everything. That's my belief. And just adjust to it and start. And I think really, this is the perfect time. You know what? We don't ever slow down. We are always on the go, 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 go. Every one of us. It doesn't yeah. matter to me being a coach. I slow down because I give myself pointers in my day. I have to have a five minute me time when I'm not doing my meditation or whatever it is. But a lot of people don't know how to do that. They know mm -hmm. the life work balance doesn't work. So I think this has forced people to slow down. And mm -hmm. also the one thing I really like about it, although it could be also be a negative, families have been forced to get to know one another. Because you know mm. what? I believe there's so many families who just, by default, they're there. There's mom and dad, kids go to school. Everything just happens. So you always just like this. 
nobody halfway house in and out yeah. and nobody ever sits exactly. there and go wow we're all watching tv together oh we're all having dinner together we're all going for a walk together oh let's mm, play yeah. a game scramble um, for, uh, you guys are too young you probably don't know what's you know scramble Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. yeah, 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 yeah. We're not, we're we're not, not that, that young. young. <laughs> we do look young, though. Yeah, no, because some, some things we say, which most families used to do, the internet age was yeah. Yeah. things together. So I think there's a lot of benefits. If people try to, you know what? I believe if you complain more than you bless, mm. something's wrong with your life. You have to check what is the problem. It's not COVID-19. It's not a problem. I'm, mm. I'm going to say this is like money. We say about money. If you were, I better be careful with the words I use because I'm not going to swear. So if you were a nasty <laughs> person, yeah. if your character was just not favorable when you had yeah. no money, mm. having money does not change anything. It just amplifies the problem. Yeah. So yes. in this situation with COVID-19, we are who we are already, right? Yeah. Whatever we mm. are, whether we are good people, bad people, whatever. So whatever we are, COVID-19 hasn't changed that. Mm. COVID-19 yeah. maybe actually has come so people can go within mm, yeah. and see what do I need to change? Cause now I've slowed down so much and yeah. I'm not doing what I do. I don't drive every day. I don't work. I'm not only, so what can I do to become a better person? What can I do to become mm. a better dad, a better mother, a better sister, a better brother, but everything, what is it about me? And you know what I say to a lot of people, this is something I like to talk about all the time because I know I'm giving a lot of tips because I think that's more important than just mm. talking about mm. As a family, especially now with COVID-19, it's a good excuse to do it. You know, it's good to have like maybe three months or six months or 12 months, nine months, whatever, goal whereby you sit down as a family and analyze and get everybody to write down, especially if you've got kids who are old enough to write and stuff, and get everybody to write what is it they don't like about, let's say, so like me, what is it I don't like about my mother? So I write mm -hmm. that down. My mother says this. Everybody says something that they think people can learn and grow from. Mm -hmm. And then obviously everybody has to have an open mind. So this is not a place for judging, yeah. getting pissed off and upset that, oh, you said I do this. No, <laughs> yeah. if you want to be a better human being, if you want to become mm -hmm. someone who's more worthy to yourself. And, you know, it's good to see other people see your blind spots because you don't see mm -hmm. yourself. You know, there's so many things mm -hmm. we do and yeah. we think it's okay. Yeah. But until absolutely. somebody says, you know, that thing you do, it pisses me off. Mm. But you have to be open to that. And that is yeah. if you develop that as a family, people know it's coming from a place of love. Mm. And yeah. you get to know that, oh, you hate it when I'm, you know, watching TV and it's so loud and you get upset, but you don't tell me because you don't want a conflict. Then I adjust because I'm like, oh, that doesn't make you feel good. That's not fair for you. So I adjust my, my ways. But if nobody does that, we're constantly complaining, so-and-so uh, so does this, my mother does this, or my brother. It's always complaint, but nobody, mm. how can we just develop each other and help each other with these blind spots in a healthy way? And I yeah. think it's really important for families to just do like, even if it's every six months, you know, you sit down, you do this exercise because you yeah. grow together. And what's yeah. a, your family is supposed to be a healthy place where you go for support without judgment. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but definitely. definitely. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I love that, and that, that's a really good idea for for people at home listening um, to be able to do that. And, and I think that it is important, especially because you know the groups that you're within, whether that's your family or your friends, they're people that should be supporting you and wanting you to be better. And I think that um, mm-hmm. being able to have those open conversations um, and to speak and grow together is is so so important. Um, if you're listening, you're listening to um, Soul Dive with Rashani, Ad, and Lydia on live. FM's Brimbank Live. Um, I wanted to um, kind of speak about, and I know um, Katinda, you speak a lot about um, overcoming fear um, and the power of fear. Um, why and what, like, how is fear present in people's lives, and why is it so prominent in people's lives? Because I know that it's something that stops people from following their passions mm-hmm. or following their dreams and doing things that they love um, and kind of taking that next step into things. So. Um, how and why is, is fear so prominent within people's lives? Okay, so first, let's define fear. What is fear? There's so many ways you can say fear is false evidence appearing real. Yeah. So it's your perception of what is. And yeah. really, there is healthy fear and there's unhealthy fear. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you see a snake, are you going to say that, you know... All right, <laughs> it's just a snake. <laughs> <It's fine>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just stand there. Okay, you can, then it will probably just because it goes through, it works with vibration. But there is that fear of like fight or flight because that's mm. just how the brain, the crocodile brain, has been made to feel to do that. But what I would say is people are afraid. Let's go back to conditioning growing up as a child. What did you find in the environment you grew? If you grew up in a home where people were fearful of something, guess what? Mm. You can adapt the same thing because how are you going to be different? Yeah. This is what you yeah. know. That's how people are. So if you're born in a place and I can go fear, self-esteem, love, what, however you were shown those things as a child, and especially between the zero to seven years with the formative years, yeah. that's what you become. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get older and overcome those things, it becomes part of you. And it's like a family thing. I mean, when you think about it in your own family, yeah. sometimes you can think of certain things that you do or you're afraid and you find your mother has the same problem, your sister yep. has the same problem. Like, mm-hmm. how comes we all have it? It's because your mother has this fear and she's imposed this fear onto the kids mm-hmm. from a little age. I mean, I've got a fear. I used to have a fear of ladders, like going under ladders because, you know, as a kid, we got told, if you go under a ladder, you'll never get taller. Right, right. Really? Oh, yeah. It's, it's superstition. Again, it's just superstition, fears, and all this stuff. And yeah. I, think okay. yeah. to, I don't know what it was all about, but I had to, even now, I think twice when I have to walk under a ladder. I know there's nothing's wow. going to happen. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it still reminds me, because that's your mother's voice, you know, like, don't mm, walk under the ladder. Mm. So, a lot of, so I think a lot of fear is again from environment where you are, mm. where you're conditioned, where you grew up, the people around you. Yeah. And why is it so hard to overcome fear when you get older? It's because when you don't know who you are, let's go back to the basics. When you don't mm. know who you are, you're not self-aware of yourself. So mm. you inherit other people's fears, which is predominantly your family. And also you accumulate more in your workplaces, the people you hang around, you know, you keep mm. accumulating these fears. Mm. So I think, once you get to that place of self-awareness, again, figuring out who are you, why are you here, what's your purpose, mm-hmm. who am I in the context of everything, what was I blessed, what was I put in this world to bless others with, because that's all about mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. I think I look at it this way. Once you know who you are, 
again, you go through the exercise of writing down your fears. What is it mm. I'm afraid of? Am I afraid of the water? Am I afraid maybe there's always a story to fear? Mm. You know, like a lot of people, like I remember when I was in high school back in Kenya, and this is something I've got also in my book, just as a story. Kids used to get kidnapped. Like, you know, the way kids finish, like I think we're talking grade eight, mm. walking home, going to the bus stop, getting home. People used to stop and kidnap children and you were missing. Like they used to right. get kids for body parts and things like that. So wow. that was something our parents had to tell us because they're like, mm. be careful, don't go, don't walk alone. And yeah. stops, don't talk to them, you know, all those kind of fears. But then mm. why do our parents have so many fears about that? I mean, that's a real fear that you could be abducted mm. and mm. that's it. But those kind of things sit in you. You know, even yeah. now I look at people and I see some strange cars and stuff. I, I pay attention. Yeah. Not yeah. Enough sensitive way, to it. Just mm. being, paying attention because it's important. This is real life. It happens mm. all the time. So a lot of people to overcome their fears, they have to face them. And we're talking now fears which are based like, for example, you're trying to start a business mm. and you're afraid because you're, what's your fear? Fear of failure. Why is that fear yeah. of failure? Because somebody, because you gave your dream to somebody who did not believe in you and they said, oh, I don't think you're going to make it. Mm. So that yeah. kills your fear and other people put that in. And there's all sorts of fear, you know, fear of being loved. I mean, mm. how many people have that? I used to be one of those people. And mm. if, you can, if you fear to be loved, obviously you don't love yourself enough, so you can't love another person either. Yeah, um, yeah. There's also fear of not being enough, like I said, lack of self-esteem, lack of confidence. You know, you don't think you're worthy of anything. You're not worthy of love. You're not worthy of opportunity. You just feel like you're just a nobody. Yeah. And that's a very, yeah. that's why you have to get overcome the fear of not being good enough. Because once yeah. you overcome that, again, it's exercises. It's not an overnight story. Like you wake up one day and you say affirmations, I'm enough. And it happens. Mm. Hell no. Yeah. It's great yeah. To be yeah. Mm. yeah for sure because it's a lot of unlearning and unlearning is a process Mm. you're gonna go to the source where did the fear start what happened what's your story because you know what happens a lot of times like i do this seven day i'm enough challenge right it's easy yeah people come in and go but that is just on the surface Mm. so what is the reason why they have whatever fears they have if you don't go to this Mm. you know fixing anything you still have yeah yeah, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Just um, with, yeah. yeah, and I guess that it is kind of going to the root um, of it because, you know, we can mm-hmm. do all of these things out there and we can kind of um, do these um, activities and exercises that, that help us and we go through the motions of it. But if we're not going to the root of it, that, that plan or that tree is still going to keep growing. That, that kind of like fear sure. is still going to, you know, persist. And so I think it is really important to kind of go down to the root for sure. Um, and and I know that- with the root real quick, because <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned coronavirus and this time, that's what I found this time to be a blessing for is just being able to actually sit down and introspect mm, yeah. and, and get, you know, um, come to that, understand the root of certain things and then begin to work on them in this environment that is slow paced. And, you know, it's, yeah, I truly do believe that this time is a blessing if we, if we choose to see it that way. Mm. Um, and it's really nice that you've affirmed that because everything regarding coronavirus is really out of our control. So like you said, we have to just let it go. And then focus on the wave. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Just write it out for sure. Um, And it definitely is giving us that time to look in ourselves as well and to kind of feel those connections with our family and kind of be open with our family and, um, you know, doing all those things to, to make 
discuss better time, I guess, to do it um, and to take this time for it. Absolutely. Um, I know that you have spoken about, you know, ways of, of getting rid of fear um, and you kind of have these kind of five ways of getting rid of fear. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and, and kind of how we have to start the process um, apart from obviously looking at the root of, of the issue? So with fear, the first thing is identify the fear and then face it. Because if you don't face it, mm. it's always going to be there. It's never going to go away. It's like, it's what, 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 it's not what you eat, it's what's eating you. Mm. So I believe, for example, let me think of a fear. I, I've become very fearless because I've, I've come to learn a lot of things. So I'm, I'm aware about all this fear, mm. you know, being fearful of things that don't even happen. Another thing about fear too, it's things that never happen. You know, you worry and fear and, mm. and it's not, mm. these things sometimes never happen. Yeah. You know, and what the interesting thing I always say, what is the worst case scenario? What would happen to you? Just... So I'll give you an example. I used actually my fear, my fear used to be public speaking. You know, isn't that ironic? <laughs> no, but most people, and this is weird because I write it in my book too, because I used to be a model. I could walk on catwalks, I could do TV ads, I could do all that stuff. But when it came to public mm. speaking, I was like, okay, the cat ate my tang. And I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. It doesn't matter how prepared you are. And I came yeah. to research, mm. why was I having this fear? What is it? And most people do, by the way. This is actually a healthy fear. Yeah. When you're about to go on stage, most people have the jitters. You know, you start to pop, you know, start sweating. You start, you know, it just yeah. happens to everybody. And then once you get there, you're like, okay, I have to do what I have to do. But for yeah. me... I, I tried to figure out why I was afraid because it was all my negative thoughts was not even external. Mm -hmm. it was internal. I was thinking, what about if they don't like what I say? They don't like how I look. Oh, I don't pronounce things the way they like it. You know, there was mm -hmm. all these negative toxic thoughts mm -hmm. that I told myself and that was what holding me back. Yeah. And until I thought, hang on a minute, I'm, the, I'm my own enemy. I need to stop that. And once I figured out how to stop that, then I start becoming fearless because when there's an opportunity to do anything, I'm going, I can do this. You know, you talk mm. to yourself, say, I can do this. I'm the best for this project or whatever it is. Yeah. And you just go do it. But if mm. you sit around waiting, like whatever the opportunity and you, you're afraid and you sit there, you'll never do it. And I think yeah. mm. one of the other things, which is the best thing to do with anything you're trying to do, the hardest step is the first step. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a book you want to write, a song you want to write, whatever, mm. the first step is always the hardest. So if you don't leap, take a leap and do the first step, whatever that is, whether it's starting to write down things as a, you know, start writing your goals down or whatever it is, you're going to make mm. the first leap. Otherwise, it'll never happen. Mm. Once you start, the momentum starts to kick in. Yeah. And yeah. what I usually say about inspiration, you know, when you leave the wave of inspiration to go by and pass you by and just disappear, mm. it's gone. Yeah. yeah. Until the next time. Jump on so, it. Mm, yeah. yeah. When you feel it, it's time. Just go for it. It's the present moment. Just do it. Yeah. 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 Jumping into that. And I think also exposing yourself to that fear as well, you know, like, um, being able to to jump right in it and be like, well, I'm I'm gonna do it because I, I guess as you were saying, like if you if you wait around and you wait for that right time, like well, what is mm. the right time? You know, there is never right time. You know yeah. what? The right time is the present moment because we don't have a guarantee of tomorrow. No, mm. we don't even know what's Definitely. gonna happen in the next hour in terms of the universe. I mean, something could happen and we just all become extinct for all we know. You know. Mm. 
And something else I want to encourage people is to find themselves a role model, a mentor, you know, someone they can look up to that they can actually talk to when they've got challenges in life. And we're talking, doesn't matter whether it's financial, business, personal, whatever it is. And this fear is, again, that's a thing. If you find somebody you trust, you can go, hey, I've got this fear. I don't know what the hell to do. How can you support me? People should be able to feel free to ask. I know. Yeah. I know our society is a very judgmental and people are afraid to be known that they're struggling, but the reality yeah. is we are all in it together. Mm-hmm. I have a problem. You have a problem. It's all different type of problems. And if we don't share and work together, we'll just mm-hmm. suffer. And there's yeah. no need for suffering. Yeah. Suffering is optional when you know what to do. And really yeah. it's easy. Ask for help. Yeah. Speak to yeah, someone you trust. Speak to a mentor. Find a coach. There's mm-hmm. so many people out there willing to do this helping work you know we're here to support people for you know like with me i say if you've got a relationship issue send me a message if you've got confidence problem if it's a job you're trying to find a job you don't know how to write a resume you don't know how to speak you don't know how to navigate interviews hey holla mm. yeah. You. Yeah. yeah lost. this is not a jungle this is a human this is human beings who are here for a reason mm. Mm. absolutely for sure. yeah and i think that so much power in that yeah Sorry. yeah yeah like and being able to kind of connect with other people and, and share that it does take that that burden off and, and and it does make you feel like your fears are not that big and, and they're big enough to overcome or they're rather small enough to to overcome rather than looking at it at this huge thing and looking at these fears all alone i think that that's really important being able to share that with other people absolutely i think, mm-hmm. I think the and biggest problem with all of us is self-judgment Mm. so when you judge yourself harshly mm. like i did for so many years you don't ask for help because you just no. you don't feel you're worthy and once you have that mentality and mm. people don't come to you and say hey you're struggling can i help you nobody does mm. that yeah it's like why are you invading my space you know yeah yeah, so yeah. my advice is if anybody feels anything and it's not there is no good or bad it doesn't have to be a therapy situation, you know, where you wait until things are really bad and think that now you need therapy. Mm. Life, yeah. that's why there's mentors, that's why there's coaches for life issues. You know, life issues could be you're going on a date, you're not sure whether you should do it, you don't mm. have the, you, your intuition doesn't tell you, it doesn't feel right. Who can you talk to that you can actually, you know, who's actually not judgmental? Yeah. You can just be really no sugar coating, like say, hey, yeah. this is what it looks like to me from here. Yeah, so yeah. Those kind of things. And I think the society, we need this kind of people. People need to feel free mm. to mm. ask without worrying about what other people are going to think. Because you know what the biggest prisoner is for a lot of people? Mm. What are other people going to think? Yeah. Think, yeah. yeah. Now, that one is the worst fear of all time. Because if you ever, and again, we go back to that thing of saying you are not a product of your, con- you're not a product you're not a product of your own conclusion. So basically you rely on other people's opinions to yeah. make a decision. Now yeah. that is not right. So people have to realize you have to question. If somebody says, this is how we do things, why do you do it this way? Why should I do it this way? What's the, mm. what's the story behind it? I want to know because if I don't believe in it, I don't want to do it. Mm. People yeah. should have the freedom and choice to make decisions which are right for them. Mm, absolutely and you think about uh, so many people would you know not do things or not go for that position or, or or do things or go outside of their box just purely on the basis of thinking of what will other people think of this right. and I think that you know when you think about it like that and you look back at all of the decisions that or you know the opportunities you've let slip by because 
you're worried about what other people think. It, it is so like, you know, kind of eye-opening to, to think about things that way. So I, I think that definitely, you know, you are kind of the the master of yourself and, and you have the power to to do things in your own way. And what other people think of you is kind of none of your business. And I think that a lot of people say that, you know, other people's opinions of me, um, other people's way of thinking about me, like it's got nothing to do with me. That's of them. Course. And, you know, it, it's all about you. And I think that that's really important to hear. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, to, to kind of wrap us up, um, you know, we've had such good conversation um, and you've given us such amazing strategies of, of evolving and, um, you know, creating better selves. Um, I want to kind of end with um, what you're grateful for, particularly in this time. And, and we like to do this with our guests, um, you know, to end on what, is something that you are grateful for. So, um, Kintinda, what, what are you grateful for during this time? Oh, man, I'm grateful for life, you know, breath. You know, we can breathe in, breathe out. That's just, you yeah. know, we work up today. For me, I think that's a foundation. That's a benchmark of anything that we are mm. alive. Yeah. I am here today. I am healthy. I'm grateful for that because without, that's the basics. If I've got that, everything else is easy. But mm. some people, someone would wake up today, they're very sick. That means they're mm. grateful for being alive, but they're struggling, right? So I believe, yeah. and this mm. is actually my motto, like with everything. I always go the first, and it's a routine of mine. I wake up every morning. I've got a gratitude journal, which actually I have that people can actually get it online as well. A gratitude um, journal where I say, I write three th five things that I'm grateful when I wake up and what, mm. you know, what's going to happen in the day. What am I looking forward to? And then before I sleep, I do the same thing. What are five things I'm grateful for that happened today to me? And what am I looking forward to for the next day? Mm -hmm. So it's just a habit, which a lot of people don't have that. You know, you, you just put it in your routine because before you sleep, yeah. you go on the phone. Yeah. You're just yeah. scrolling, scrolling just, through your phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you record yourself saying it. So you remind yourself or put it as an alarm. Like I have to be grateful for my gratitude before I sleep. Mm -hmm. Or when I wake up, mm -hmm. gratitude too. Because really... It sets the tone for your day. Yeah. Mm. It makes you feel so amazing. And you know what? I actually have this routine. I, this is just the morning and night. But every time I remember, I just say thank you. I don't have mm. a reason. I just say thank you. You know why? Because everything is thank you. I mean, I'm grateful for everything. Yeah. I'm grateful yeah. that we're here. We are able to use computers, technology to talk to each other, share with the yeah. world, and say, hey, we are here and we're grateful. So I think people okay. just forget. It's not by luck that we're here. We just have to be grateful. Yeah. Yeah. We really yeah. do have a lot to be thankful for. It's about actually acknowledging that. Um, and it is like the, the power of gratitude is huge. And I think if we insert that into our daily lives and whenever we kind of think about it um will make such a difference um thank you so much Contindo. do you want to um, maybe plug your book and um you know how we can contact you and how listeners can can find you on social media okay so i'm, I'm on all major social medias um and my name is katinda dollar so if you're on instagram it's katinda underscore dollar but everything else is katinda dollar that's linkedin facebook um twitter snapchat 
beautiful <laughs> you really are a customer oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other ones are all like a t this twitch these oh there's so many different ones but this is the there's main too many to keep up with. yeah no they are the main ones yeah and with my website if anyone wants to grab my book i mean if you go on instagram the link has will lead you to my book as well and there's mm -hmm. an ebook as well as a hard copy so if somebody wants an ebook it's there if they want a hard copy even better and i believe hard copies are better you know why because I've got the book right here. Mm, yeah, you've got a hard copy. You can underline things. You can scribble. Yeah, yeah. When it's you know when it's Kindle, it's a bit different, but it's better than nothing. At least you've got the information, and you exactly. can exactly. Well. Yeah, so that yeah, is I'll definitely be reading it. Yeah, so confidence yes. and selfesteem.com. If you want mm -hmm. to learn about fear, confidence, self-esteem, you know, procrastination, which is the big thing. I mean, everybody's. Mm. That's another thing that holds you back, fear. Uh, if you want to talk about relationships, and this is relationships, falling in love with yourself, not others, because uh -huh. without loving you, you can't yeah. love somebody else. And this is why we have so many dysfunctional relationships, because people don't even know how to love themselves. Mm -hmm. And they try to love others. You can't love somebody when you don't know how to love you. So yeah. Yeah. You, you are the example of what love looks like. So if you don't know that, you need to learn it. Mm, yeah people can help you. i talk about purpose legacy setting goals you know all kind of thing so if anybody and it's all about mm -hmm. taking action don't read don't buy the book don't read it just for the sake of reading a book take yeah. action because it will change your life trust me absolutely yeah, yeah. knowledge Every, is yeah. power when applied <laughs> absolutely yeah it's got to be applied and um everybody i do highly highly recommend um getting the book and, and checking out contender on all her social media platforms mm -hmm. um we could honestly speak for hours and hours <laughs> on end um but we've run out of time thank you so so much contender thank you so much lydia um we hope that you've all enjoyed listening at home we will be back next week on soul dive on live fm's Brimbank live thank you thank you for having me thank you so much thank you With thanks to the city of Brimbank across our neighbourhood and the world, Soul Dive with AD, Rashani and Lydia on Brimbank Live on Live FM.